We are welcoming on Julian McKenzie. Now, if you're familiar with SDPN, you know Julian McKenzie. Writer for The Athletic, editor for The Athletic, host of The Chris Johnston Show. Thank you, Julian, for joining us today. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, like I was telling you off air, an absolute honor to be a part of the uh, Jesse Blake Sports Report. It's uh, you know, it's a great show. Really happy that you've got this going on, and uh, I'm really happy to be a part of this episode. And and as I told you, it is it's not an honor. It's kind of a, your <laughs> obligation to not say no to me when I ask you to come on. So thank you. I mean, it could have been like a really crappy podcast. It could have been like really something like not worthwhile. But I think this is worthwhile. I don't consider the CJ show to be work. You know that, right? Right, right. Yeah, you you go on there all the time. You're like, I'm just hanging out with my buddy. Just talking hockey. That's it. That's literally what it is. Like, and and that's not work for me. Like, I mean, I have to throw out topics out there and we all just try to answer them as best as we can. That's not work. Like, we're talking about hockey. We're not talking about something way more serious. So the reason I brought you on today is mm-hmm. because I needed a smart hockey mind. Because I, I Why did you call st- me? <laughs> I, I called Why you did- for a reason. I, I okay. thought, okay, who can who can work through this exercise with me and come to like a definitive conclusion here? Okay. So I'm building a list. Okay. It's the top five teams in the NHL most likely to win the Stanley Cup. Okay. I want to rank them one through five by the end of this whole exercise and come come away with a definitive list. And I needed a smart hockey mind like yourself okay. to bounce off uh, the teams that I've got in my list right now. And then okay. you'll tell me how wrong I am. And we'll come to some conclusion in the end. All right. Tell me. Tell me the list. OK. OK. So what I'm looking at here is Colorado, Tampa Bay, the Calgary Flames. The Toronto Maple Leafs and some combination of the winner of Minnesota St. Louis, but I think I'm putting St. Louis in that fifth fifth spot. Is it wild? And I mean, I know your Toronto bias is showing, but since Tampa's in there, I don't think you can put Toronto in there. Because we know they're gonna play each other in the first round of the playoffs. Is but is it fair to just exclude the teams because they're going to play each other? Like it, the Minnesota St. Louis situation, I got with the the fifth slot. It's the same situation. So do I just leave off one of the Tampa or Toronto? I mean, I, I guess I'm also projecting my own sense of a top five in there. And maybe this is a shock or not shock to everyone. I don't have Toronto in my top five. Like where's Carolina? Carolina should be in there. So, Carolina actually has a really good team. And I think ahead of the postseason, as we're looking at a Tampa, we're looking at a Colorado. Like I, on another podcast I was on, I was talking about how Minnesota could be a team that slept on. Carolina's kind of in a weird spot where with their goaltending, they need to make sure everyone's healthy. And there's some questions that are being brought on there, but that's still a really good team in front of them. I, and, and again, with Toronto, they're they're going to be hard done with that matchup with the, with, with the Lightning in the first round. If you put the, I mean, that's how I would see it. But like, I I don't know if I have Toronto in that first round, but you know what? This might be the year they prove all of us wrong. Let's focus in on Carolina. Okay. They don't have a goalie. That's end it. of point. That's Frederick, and that's Frederick it. Anderson's no, right. already out for the first round. That's it. Like, that's probably the big thing that like, I, that's probably why, but like, yeah. I, I, then again, I mean, the rest of that team, 
way they're then again boston will probably beat them i guess if in the first round if they they don't have a goal we've we've seen this time and time again if you don't have goaltending you're not going to be able to do things in the playoffs but hey i mean it's also possible i have seen it firsthand where carolina did not looked as if they did not have a goalie for a playoff series and then cam ward came out of nowhere and became that goalie you know so you you need a goalie that doesn't necessarily mean you need the goalie that has carried you through the year to be the goalie. You just need a goalie. It can come from anybody. Anyone can get hot at a particular time and do some damage. So, and if the team in front is good too, that also helps a bit, but I also get why for the, for the purpose of this list, you wouldn't put Carolina in there because Freddie Anderson is not going to be available. That's a very fair point. And you mentioned there, their first round matchup. So that's looking like right now in the first wild card slot at division standings up. So it would be Boston, and Washington's not going to pass them with two games left. They can only get four no. points. So it'll be Boston, Carolina is what we got here. <sighs> that's a tough matchup. And Boston has Linus Olmark and Jeremy Swayman. And mm-hmm. forgive me, I don't know who's starting between the two, but like that, that's that's an interesting goalie tandem. My guess is Swayman gets uh, game one just because of the way he's been playing lately, but who maybe yeah. they go with the veteran and all mark. But like in that series, I, I would lean towards Carolina as the favorite there. I don't, I don't think Boston uh, comes through with the upset. We'll see. We'll see how it goes, but I'm, I'm, I, is Carolina in your top five? I mean, let me think about my top five then. <laughs> okay. Because, because I have Colorado in there. Mm-hmm. By the way, when you mention your top five, do you mention it in order? Yes. Okay. Okay. Because I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna like make you put it in order. No, like I, I know think, Colorado. I think yeah, it needs ahead. to be in order. Okay. So, <laughs> Colorado, Florida, Tampa Bay. So that's three. Uh Hmm. And I already said the Leafs can't be in that top five. <laughs> So I'm going to say those three teams. I'm writing down. So wait, I said, okay. So Colorado, mm-hmm. Florida. Uh-huh. Uh, you know what? Colorado, Florida, Calgary, Tampa Bay, and then at number five, I'm. You know what? I have a really weird feeling about Minnesota this year. I'm really big on them this year, so they're my five. So no, Carolina would not be in my top five. So Carolina is not in your top five. Yeah, so I'm, I'm I, really thinking about it. They're not there. But neither are the Leafs, and that was my ultimate point. Right, right. And the team that I left out, I also left out of my top five that um, you had in there was Florida. Now, Yeah, now, that we should have talked about that first. Why aren't you high on the Florida Panthers? <laughs> the Florida Panthers. So traditionally in the NHL, the team that wins the President's Trophy, the team that's the dominant regular season team, doesn't win the Stanley Cup. It's it's Very how fair. it's gone in the last last fifteen years. We have two Presidents Trophy winners to win the Stanley Cup. The Chicago Blackhawks did in twenty thirteen. We all know that team. It was incredible. They uh, from start of the regular season to the raising of the Stanley Cup, they were unbelievable. The other team to do it was the 08 Detroit Red Wings, who might be uh, they're a contender for one of the best uh, post lockout teams ever. You know, like the 08 Red Wings, the Chicago Blackhawks, the only Presidents Trophy winners to raise the Stanley Cup. You are helping yourself by not believing in the great regular season team. Like we've seen it the last couple of years with with Colorado, with Tampa Bay. The t- 
Tampa Bay of the year, they were their best version in the regular season. They lost in the first round. So just on face value, I look at Florida and I say, hey, you're probably not going to do it. You had a great regular season, but you're going to bow out at some point in the playoffs because the great team in the regular season, it doesn't really translate. And like goals have been their thing. Goals are how they are winning their games. All credit to Bobrovsky for having a great bounce back year, but the offense is what's holding them up. And what do we know what happens in the playoffs? Offense dies. So I don't expect Florida. I expect a deep run, but I don't expect them to raise the cup. That's my reasoning so, there. So because you so I, I guess I could understand that reasoning. But then why have Toronto in that list, a team that is going to be very and tough to get it out of the first round and not Florida? Because I can understand. OK, I mean, fine. You, you make good points. Not a lot of President's Trophy teams, not a lot of President's Trophy winning teams win the Stanley Cup, at least in recent memory. But I you, you did just say you, you're pegging them for a deep run, mm-hmm. but then you have Tampa and Toronto also. So you're expecting you can't have both of them go on deep runs and then right. be in the top five. That's you the can't conundrum that. here. If, if it was if it was just all 32 teams in, in one league and it's just all balanced and I don't know how they could all go on deep runs. But if I'm just looking at them in a vacuum, I'd have Tampa and Toronto. But I guess I guess you're talking out of me of, out of hey, I have to also look at how the bracket is shaping up. And then I can only take one of them because I know only one of them is going to make it out of the first round. And I'll add this too. I, I keep saying Toronto. I keep referencing Toronto. Why do you have them there? Mm-hmm. You don't have to necessarily pick them. You could say this is the year the Leafs beat Tampa. Because to that point, I mean, Tampa's had a, I mean, and I know the regular season doesn't matter that much, but I think some teams like to kind of have some games in where they can get into that postseason mode. And I know Tampa has been kind of up and down. I know they had the eight, one win over the Leafs, but generally over the last few games, they've been trying to just get in that focus and they've wanted Andre Vasilevsky to be a little bit better. So I, I, I can understand if you think this is the year with the Leafs having home ice advantage, which I have thoughts on that, by the way, but if just the Leafs, generally speaking, if you feel this is the year you can keep them on your top five and exclude Tampa Bay. If you want. Oh, I, I think if if I'm picking right now, if I'm handicapping the series, I think I'm t- going to take Toronto. I think they come That's out fair. of that first round series. I think uh, Tampa's slow legs are a thing. I think they, they have played way too many games in the last two years. Um, it just might not be the time to three-peat for Tampa Bay. I think the Leafs have what it takes to get past Andre Vasilevsky. Like he's, he's always, he turns it on for the playoffs in an incredible way, but I think the Leafs have enough skill offensively and their defense this year isn't as shaky as, as it's been in the last three playoff runs. You know, they have, they have, they can go eight defensemen deep and they're kind of, I don't want to say they're injury proof at this point, but they can sustain a couple injuries. And I really like how the team's shaping up and how everything's uh, ending this, this regular season. So I would take Toronto in that series. So do you think I should remove Tampa Bay from my top five list? And if you do that, then everyone's going to be like, well, what the hell are you doing? Like you're talking, you're taking out the two, the two time reigning Stanley cup champion. And to your point about having tired legs, I mean, there's a reason why they went out and they got Nick Paul and Brandon Hagel, right? Guys who are energy guys who can, you know, again, not to use the word energy again, but add that to this team. I'm still taking Andre Vasilevsky in a seven-game series over 
what Jack Campbell or Eric Schalgren or whoever Jack the Campbell. Leafs end up. Go- yeah. yeah, mostly him. But who knows how this series could go with goaltending? I think it could be a situation where they have one false move or or one really bad game. We are not far off from a goaltending controversy with the Toronto Maple Leafs in that series. And with home ice advantage, mm-hmm. like I, I was listening really early on to um, the Game Over Toronto show. Uh, by the way, shout out to the shout out to the show for launching. And very early on, they mentioned, you know, it's a really big deal that they got home ice advantage. And yes, it could be. But mm-hmm. with the Leafs, mm-hmm. considering the dread that follows the fan base and the franchise, whenever things go wrong, I think back to last year when they had that series lead. And it went to game seven in their own building. They had home ice advantage. And I understand with the crowd. Fine. It was very limited because of COVID. But the mood around the team was dour. It was bad. And if the and not to say the Leafs find themselves in a situation like that again, but there is a way where the home ice advantage that they have could be completely turned against them and sap the energy out of the Leafs. The Leafs have to find themselves, they have to put themselves in a position where they don't let that happen. Basically, I'm saying if you find yourself cheering for your team and they're down bad. Don't get negative, like be positive, be uplifting, even if it means you're you're facing the prospect of blowing a three one series lead. Everyone at the Scotiabank Center, so Scotiabank Arena needs to get on their feet and get lit for a game seven. Not that I'm trying to put a, a series comeback into the air here. But I'm just saying I'm just saying just putting out a an air of caution that you could actually influence. What you're saying is so true because we've relitigated this a million times, but they lost that series in game six. And this team, they let every single outside factor get into their heads. They are filled with demons. And going into Game 7, the the game was done at puck drop. They came out and they didn't have it. So I think I think you're not wrong at all with the home ice being a detriment. Them coming out, first playoff game, Game 1 versus Tampa Bay, at home in Toronto. I hope they don't get the yips. Like, I think, I think we'll know probably how the entire series might go based on that game one and just if they can maintain level heads because if they are still relatively young they haven't been in this position with this crowd being um i guess a favorite in the series because they they do have home ice they will be the higher seed so mm-hmm. in that game one we're gonna learn a lot about the about the leafs and if they are gonna let the demons affect them this year the pressure is all on the Leafs as far as I'm concerned. And I get that the Lightning go in as the reigning champs and you can make the argument the better team. But the Leafs, you know, if they don't win a playoff series this year, then what's going to happen to them next year? Well, everyone's going to start asking about the core. Plus, they have home ice advantage. Like, there's, and I mean, considering the media coverage that follows the Leafs compared to what's going to happen for the Lightning, all of that pressure is going to fall upon the Toronto Maple Leafs. We are going to, if they win game one, which is not impossible. We are going, we are generally going to learn a lot about uh, how that team is, but we need, they need to have that killer instinct. They need to put away Tampa if they find themselves in a position where they could do so. Or, and if they lose game one of that series, man, that that's, that's, uh, there's going to be a, that doubt is already going to creep in. All it takes is one loss. That's how, that's how, that's how frail, I think the, the confidence of the Leafs really is. It doesn't matter if the series would end up being 2-1 for the Leafs or 3-1 for the Leafs. One loss, that's when the doubts start to creep in. The Leafs have to find a way to shut all of that out. Leafs fans, Leafs media, Leafs everybody, they need to find a way to shut that out. So 
with all this that ended up being said. a Leafs playoff series preview. <laughs> I, I didn't know, mean right? for that to be the case. <laughs> we'll try to save that for CJ show when we do that. But uh, yeah, I, it, that's what it is. Yeah, you guys got a whole. You guys are gonna run through like all your teams, and I know you're gonna relitigate the pretenders and contenders uh, coming up on Thursday's episode, which yes. will, should be out like midday Thursday. That'll be fun. I'm excited. Yes, for that. that's. I'm. I'm really looking forward to that, just because like the episode itself was was pretty fun to do, and some people kind of got up in arms. And I think there's some picks that CJ got right, and there's some picks that CJ got wrong, and we can revisit all of that. Mm-hmm. So, with everything you said about the Leafs. Mm-hmm. I think that pressure turns to diamonds. What's, what's that phrase? You know, yeah, turn, pressure, pressure turns like coal into diamonds or something like that. Yeah, yeah I get I th- it. I, I get think it. we, I think we get some diamonds out of the Leafs, and they take, they know all the stakes, and they show up versus Tampa, and they win that series. So, with that being said, can I have both Tampa and the Leafs in a top five list of most likely to win Stanley Cup? If they play in the first round and one of them is going to go home very soon. Like it just to me, it doesn't make sense. Maybe the only way it makes sense is if you're you're just taking out playoff matchups entirely and you're just going off likelihood of probability. Like but we, if we you can't were, do that. You can't. And I know do you can't. If we have the playoff we, matchups. That's it. That's that's my reasoning about it. Like yeah. if you pulled up the list and you said, OK, this is also based off like Dom decisions, like probability percentage off a model or something like that. Yeah. And then you're like, this, this is how it is. Then I could understand Tampa and Toronto being in a top five to me. You know, I I really appreciate the compliment of you saying that I have a smart hockey mind because there are so many other people smarter than me and I'm willing enough to admit that. But in my mind, it doesn't make sense if you have two teams who are going to be in direct contact with each other in the first round in a top five of most te- of teams most likely to win the Stanley Cup. But at the same time, I'm, I'm trying to think of my list and trying to think if I have any inconsistencies. No, I don't think so, because I said Colorado, Tampa Bay, Florida, uh, Calgary and Minnesota, and neither of those teams are playing against each other in the first round. But I mean... You know, I'm sure at some point they're going to cross one of those teams are going to cross paths in the second round or third round. It's just, I don't know, the path is the path, but maybe it matters. Maybe it doesn't matter. But I just to me, right off the bat, if you're going to have those two teams play against each other, like you kind of have to pick one. And again, I just want to reiterate, you do not have to pick Tampa Bay, nor do I think you would. And I feel like you being as confident as you are, you would be totally okay. Uh, not putting Tampa in there. And if anyone asks, you're saying, well, it's because the Leafs are going to beat them in a seven-game series. I think I'm that's, that's, right that's, actually a fine, that's actually a fine reasoning. I don't have to, You don't have Tampa Bay in your top five yeah. because you think the Leafs are going to win a playoff series against them. That's, I'm doing, that's a I'm fine doing it right now. Julian, I'm, I'm taking my list. It's in front of me. I'm hitting delete on the keyboard. Tampa's yep. off my list. Who fills that spot? Can you run me the list one more time? So what's left, I guess. What's left yes. <laughs> is Colorado, left? Calgary, Toronto, St. Louis. Um then I How do you feel about the Rangers? I I don't hate that idea. Because okay. I know they have goaltending. I know they can play a playoff style hockey. I know they can score timely goals and and generate offense when they need to. 
They have three things that I really like out of their team. Plus, they have an easier path, I think, to the Stanley Cup coming out of that Atlantic, uh, the Metro division there. Like, they're going to play Pittsburgh in the first round. There's a, a generally older team that I think they can take care of business of. In the second round, it'll probably be a Carolina matchup where who knows about their goaltending. Then they get to the Eastern Conference Finals, and who knows what's left out of Florida, Tampa, Toronto, and Boston, and them beating each, all each other up. Or sorry, that would be Washington in that that four bracket. But then the Rangers, and then you get to the Western Conference where it's generally weaker. Um, probably a Colorado, Cal- uh, Calgary that comes out of there. There's a path there for the New York Rangers to win the Stanley Cup this year. So I don't hate it at all having them in a top five position. Just an idea being thrown out. So so Colorado, Toronto. I think you mentioned Calgary years. You mentioned St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So then you throw in the Rangers. I mean, if I like your reasoning for it, I still find it really funny. You don't have you don't have the uh, the Panthers in there. I know we already made the case of why Carolina wouldn't be in a top five, and I don't even have them in my top five. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's at this point you're looking at the Rangers, unless unless you think that the Pittsburgh Penguins in their last dance could actually do it. And you know what's funny? On another podcast I did. Uh, I asked, uh, basically it's zone time. So I asked like Omar and and Justin Cuthbert and Sam Chang, uh, name a team you really don't want to see win the Stanley Cup. Because it's like, you know, there's teams out there that, you know, they go through the run. You're like, oh God, this team won. And my answer is Pittsburgh. And my reasoning for Pittsburgh is that they've already won all those Stanley Cups they won post-salary cap. And I feel like if they go on a run and they win, as much as as fun as it would be for them to do a last dance style thing, I'm really looking forward to this year for us getting like a really new Stanley Cup champion. Mm-hmm. Like Tampa Bay, if they don't win, that means we're going to see someone who we haven't seen win in a while win a Stanley Cup or someone that's just like, like, like if Colorado wins or Florida wins or even if Minnesota wins, it's like, wow, this is cool. Like we, we haven't seen these teams either win at all or win a Stanley Cup in quite some time like it's new and even if tampa wins even if they've done it before have we ever seen a team win three in a row in our lifetimes uh no no so at the very least you can lean on the fact that it would be great pittsburgh it'd be like oh come on they they did this already like give me somebody new like we're like why are you guys coming out and doing this now as special as it would be and i realize i might be angry in pittsburgh penguins fans that doesn't mean that i wouldn't commend Sidney Crosby and the rest of that team for, for their greatness. It's just, if you're asking me one team, I really wouldn't want to see do it. Pittsburgh kind of fills that, that void for me, just because it's like, all right, they've done it already. I don't need to see them rehash this again. Let someone else who we haven't really seen win do it. And if it has to be Tampa, well, at the very least we can say we saw a team win three Stanley cups and further cement themselves as, as the best team of the salary cap era. Three Stanley Cups, including two that they won within one calendar year. Like, that is incredible. That is insane. That is like the one exception I can give to that. But if Pittsburgh wins again, it's like, it's like, ah, uh, like, it, like we've seen this before. I want something else. I, I think we need a new list after this top five teams you don't want to see win the Stanley Cup just for Ooh. personal reasons. Ooh, <laughs> that one list? Team, one team we haven't mentioned at all that I want to throw out there is the Edmonton Oilers. Neither of us have uttered the words Edmonton in this entire podcast right now. 
Should, yeah, you know what's are funny? we going to regret that? You know what's funny? I think one reason why a lot of, like, we haven't, and I think a few other people might be a little hesitant with the Edmonton Oilers, is the goaltending. Mm-hmm. But what's also funny is, and I don't remember what the score was in the Oilers-Penguins game last night, but Mike Smith has actually been really good. He's, he's been, been on really, fire. He's, this is the best he's looked in, like, a long time. So if you're the Oilers and you see that Mike Smith is already like caught on fire, you feel a lot better about starting a postseason with him and net. But people are still kind of joking around and just thinking like, ah, it's Mike Smith. What are they going to do? If it's not Mike Smith, it's going to be Miko Koskinen. I don't know. I, I think I think that's probably why we just have this perception of, of the goaltending for the Oilers. And it's kind of held us back from kind of seeing what's playing out in these last few games of the year where Mike Smith, to his credit, has been playing very well. Like there was like one episode of Zone Time I did where I was like, wow, yeah, I'd rather see uh, Mike Smith in net. And like Avery was making some point about, I think, how he'd rather see Stuart Skinner in net. After that episode, Mike Smith had like back to back, like shutout wins. Yep. Like he, it's like he heard us and was like, oh, y'all think I'm crap? I'm going to go ball out and be good in net. So we'll see how he goes in the playoff series. But yeah, I mean, we should also think about this too. Like, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, their seasons were saved with that coaching change with Jay Woodcroft coming in. We were ready to run out Ken Holland for his lack of an action. And the one move he does is get Evander Kane. We People were ready to dump on Ken Holland. How are we going to look at him now after if, if the Oilers win a playoff round this year? How are we going to look at him if they do that this year? We're two. I'm looking at Mike Smith's numbers right now. His last five games, all wins, Mm -hmm. two shutouts, including the back-to-back, Nashville and Vegas. He shut them out Mm back-to-back. Then versus Dallas, 34 of 36 shots saved. Versus Colorado, 34 of 37 shots saved. Versus Pittsburgh, 33 of 34. Mike Smith right now is the hottest goaltender in the league. And how you laid it out, Leon and McDavid, the defense is something that is they need more of it. You know, the defense yes. is where you, it gets shaky. And that's probably why they stay out of my top five, just because I know they can do the offense. If Mike Smith is unbelievable, any goaltender can win you a seven-game series. That's it. But with this play... Does he make up for that lack of defense? And should they sneak into the top five position? They should be at, like, I think they're probably my sixth pick, laying out everything, looking at all the other options. Yeah, I I don't think I have a problem with that. And you mentioned the teams that he did really well against. You mentioned Dallas. You mentioned Colorado. You mentioned Pittsburgh. I'm not trying to remember all the other teams you had mentioned in there. But those three particular... Nashville and Vegas. Okay. Dallas, I know they haven't officially clinched yet. They're very close. Nashville clinched the other night. Vegas. All those teams are either playoff teams or very close. We are not talking about bottom feeders. Mike Smith put his best numbers of the year against teams that were either fighting for playoff lives or are in the postseason already. I think you could totally find some positives out of that. I don't know if I'm ready to shake up my top five as it is, because I think the five teams I have are pretty good. And I still think Calgary is the best team in Alberta right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I don't have a problem with them being like an honorable mention. I, I think like, and also like Connor McDavid, 
and Leon Dreisaitl going on a run in the playoffs this year, that is something that a lot of hockey fans, at least for me, like I'd be like, I'd be very happy about. I'd be relieved about. Because if there's one thing Connor McDavid needs to add to his trophy case, it's a Stanley Cup. But he hasn't really done like a lengthy run yet. This could be the year it happens if Mike Smith holds up. And if Mike Smith goes down and they have to rely on Miko Koskinen and he's up, who knows? Like I mentioned earlier, when I mentioned the Cam Ward analogy, is not necessarily that you need the goaltender to hold you down. You need a goaltender to catch fire at the right time and do it. If 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 it's not the starter for whatever reason, but for, what, for whatever reason a rookie or a backup comes in and he does it, you know what? So be it. Isn't Antiranta like actually healthy now for Carolina? Yeah. What yeah. if he what if he ends up going on a run? There's a reason why they have him there. Something to think about. The fifth slot, when I originally read my list, I had Minnesota and St. Louis. And I said the winner yes, you of did. that that's gonna come out in the fifth spot. You picked Minnesota, and I think I'm settling on St. Louis. Yes. Why are you settling on Minnesota? And I'm gonna give the argument for St. Louis. Goaltending for me with that team, but also like I really want to see I, I feel the urgency with Minnesota is a little bit more palpable with that team because you know with the contracts of, of Ryan Suter and, and Zach Parisi, what after they were bought out, like they're 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 going to be a problem for that franchise for the next few years after this year. They really need to win. And I feel as if the Minnesota Wild they did what they needed to do to put together a team that could go on a run this year. And having Cam Talbot, who's been excellent, and and Mark Andre Fleury, who's also been excellent since being traded, if you have both of them play well in the postseason, I, I I think you make Minnesota a very tough out. And I know they Vili Huso in in St. Louis is also having a really good year. We could be in for some really good goaltending in that playoff series. On top of the skill and scoring and defensive play, we'll get from both sides. Like. That's why that first round series, small tangent here, Minnesota St. Louis, I think is the series to watch of all the playoff series in the first round. It is the series. You're going to get the two most even teams go at each other. I get Toronto and Tampa Bay and the markets that we're in, the country that we're in, that's going to take up a lot of people's attention, but I really want to watch Minnesota St. Louis. I think that's going to be the best playoff series of all the playoff series this postseason. But I but I just think for, for me, the edge just leans more towards uh, the Minnesota wild here. And I know both teams have really gone at each other this year. That also plays into the rivalry. That also plays into the anticipation of the series. I'm leaning towards the Minnesota wild right now, but like, Hey, the St. Louis blues don't sleep on them. They're really good. Yeah. I've been, I've been watching the Billy Huso Jordan Bennington battle kind of all year and keeping an eye on it because Jordan Bennington has been such a character with the way uh, his his head explodes any little anytime any oh, little God. thing happens and he, and he loses his cool, it's very fun to watch. So I've been keeping an eye on that and and Huso's really taken the reins in the way that Bennington did in his year when he when they went on their Stanley Cup run. But the thing that blew my mind with this team is the balance of scoring. I th- I think it is. I'm gonna count it right now. It is eight players. It's gone to eight. Who yes. has 20 goal seasons and Ryan O'Reilly is one goal away from making that nine players on their team who've scored at least 20 goals. That level of balanced offense is something to be feared in the playoffs. 
Like what's happening with this St. Louis team is that they're kind of going under the radar because they they won a couple years ago. They're not they're not one of the top teams in the West. Like people are looking at the West and they're saying, okay, there's Colorado and there's Calgary and that's kind of it. But Car- um, Carolina, but St. Louis with Tarasenko, Cairo, David Perron, Braden Shed, Brandon Sod, Robert Thomas, Ryan O'Reilly. They have so many offensive weapons that are going underrated that I think if they if they get rolling in the playoffs with Huso behind them playing unbelievable goaltending, they're going to be such a hard out. And I think they ha- they could ride that all the way to the Stanley Cup. They could defend too. They they're, mm-hmm. they're a team that can do really well at that as well, and they're a heavy team. Like. I, I totally understand why you would pick St. Louis. And I think if they get out of that series, I mean, yeah, you have to look at them as a team that could be primed for a run. So I totally understand why you'd pick the St. Louis Blues in that playoff series. Like that's you're I, I, it's weird to say there are no wrong answers between Minnesota and St. Louis, <laughs> right. but like I think you could totally justify them being in a top five. They they'd be above Toronto for me. I know that. Wow. They absolutely they would. I, Look, I think that that's a really good point. They would I be. Should, I think I'm going to switch that in my in my. I'm going to do my top five rankings. I'm going to I'm going to switch it right now. I'm going to move up St. Louis. That's a really good point. Battle tested. They know what it's like to go through a, pl- a playoff run and, and win a Stanley Cup. And the the yeah, I think the, the one worry you would have about the Blues is if that series against Minnesota goes to seven and they're dinged up. Right. Who do they get in the next round? And could they finish them off? Like that's that's the only worry you can really think about with St. Louis Blues, but mm-hmm. that's a really good team. By the way, shout out Tarasenko, who the Seattle Kraken should have taken <laughs> in the expansion draft. They could yep. have had him for free. That shoulder issue, not an issue anymore. Mm-hmm. Like he uh, it's great to see that he has revived his career. Even though he may still want out of St. Louis, we know there's the whole back and forth trade request stuff. But like, good for him that he's turned himself a get back into the quality player that we've all expected him to be, uh, and has seemingly gone past all those shoulder issues that kind of plagued him in the past. So big up to him. Yeah, and that's a guy who says, "Hey, I want to be traded," and you, your response is, "No, we are not going to trade you. You are too talented." <laughs> You crazy? <laughs> you know? No way. No way. So, yeah, I, I don't blame them for hanging on to them and working through the issues. And it's proven to be correct. You know, look how good they are now. That's it. So, 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 so you have, what, St. Louis, like, what, third? I guess so. Like, right now, the third slot's blank, and it's 4-5 St. Louis-Toronto because I had to remove Tampa because they're playing Toronto. Mm-hmm. Give me your list again. Okay, so I said Colorado. Um, man, I, I I really wish I would have written this down. I, I have it written down for you. Okay, I'll read okay, it back just, to you. Just read it back to it. Colorado, Florida, yes. Calgary, yes. Tampa, yes. Minnesota. I'm still going to go with that list. I don't feel the need to change anything. I, uh, If anything, like St. Louis, I mean, I can't really put St. Louis as a six, I guess, but mm-hmm. like. You know, if 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 Minnesota loses in the first round, I'm wrong about that. I could always say, you know what? There's no real wrong answers in that series. St. Louis, watch them go on a run. Uh, but yeah, I I don't have a problem with that top five. I I, I know we've kind of talked about a lot of different teams. I feel secure in my top five as it is. Bringing this to a conclusion, 
Yes. One thing I think I'm going to concede on is probably the Florida Panthers. Looking okay. at your list, taking a look at their team, seeing how good they are. I think I'm correct in that they're not going to win the Stanley Cup. But yes. that's not what the list is. The team is the list is most likely to win. Yes. And even though they're not very likely to win, I think they have to be amongst the top five most likely to win. That's how I feel about it. Okay. So I'm going to enter them somewhere in my top five right now. You could even put them five because if you're not that high on them winning the Stanley Cup because they're a President's Trophy winner, it wouldn't be right for you to say two, three. So you could put them at four or five and say, well, because of what past history has shown us, it's probably not right to believe in them that much to win the Stanley Cup. But, I mean, they have the record they have. They have the winning streak they had just to kind of end off their season. Uh, Jonathan Huberto probably won't be. Uh, I mean, we'll see how the voting goes. But between him, Barkov, uh, their, their forward core. Mason I mean, they just Marchment. Have- Mason Marchment killing it. They have Claude Giroux just kind of there as like support. Essentially, this is a loaded forward core uh, that can only go up from where they're at right now. And they're already high up. So I I think the Florida Panthers deserve that respect to be in the top five. But it's not my list. We're talking about here. It's your list. That's what also has to be considered here. (laughs) Right, right. Well, I'm here to pick your brain and use you for my list. So I appreciate that. Appreciate (laughs) that. You know, it's not too early in the morning. So uh, I'm glad I'm sounding competent and uh, a little smart, at least. And I'm helpful. I, 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 I love being helpful. I have officially entered Florida as the number five team on the list. So my list is Colorado. My top five teams most likely to win the Stanley Cup. Colorado, Calgary, St. Louis, Toronto, Florida. Do we want to pour one out for L.A.? uh, Who else? We got Dallas, (laughs) Washington. Nashville teams that we're not even considering. I mean, the Rangers are in there. Yeah. The Bruins are in there. Uh, yeah, like just geez. I mean, there's a lot of good teams in the Stanley Cup playoffs, man. And I feel you can really make an argument for each of those teams. What's funny is uh, Nashville, you could make the argument for, but that UC Soros injury really put a damper on things. Yeah. Really. Do they know how long it's going to be? As far as I've seen, I don't know what the injury timetable is, but I I think it's fair to say, like, if you're a Predators fan, you are very, very worried. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a guy who led the league in wins this year. He's going to finish with the most wins by a goaltender in the 2022 season. Like, it's a huge blow to them and their chances. So, yeah, they don't That's the candidate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. I understand that. Yeah. So, Like, 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 they're a good team. It's just like, if Soros goes down, like you're right to question if they have what it takes. I'll just say this about the Preds, though. Mm-hmm. They've been overachieving all year. They've been overachieving pretty much since last year. I mean, if they found a way to go on a run, if Saros can get himself healthy and they're able to go on a run, that would actually be a pretty fun story for them to for them to do. That would be really fun to see. But yeah, it's probably not looking all that likely right now. Okay. Which uh, which one of those teams that we didn't bring up is most likely to make us look stupid? Um, <laughs> uh, that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. 
I still think the Rangers, just with the way that they've had their season, they have Igor Shosturkin, who may very well end up winning the Vesna and also a big candidate for the heart. That might be the, I think if there's a team that's going to make us look down, that might be the team of all the teams we didn't even really seriously consider for top fives. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say the Rangers are going to be that team, but also Pittsburgh's just there in the background being like, Hey, we could do it. We have Sydney. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and then like, you'll be upset because Pittsburgh gets another one. Like, know. come on. Like, again. <laughs> and then, uh, look, Sidney Crosby. Love Sidney Crosby. Love Evgeny Malkin. I don't hate the Pittsburgh Penguins. We've just Pretty seen sure. it already. We've seen this enough times. Let somebody else win. Let Colorado win. Let Florida win. I mean, especially let Florida win because I think CJ made a big bet. Not I think. We know he made a big bet. Say the Florida Panthers are going to win the Stanley Cup this year. That'd be nice. Could take us all out for dinner at the draft or something. <laughs> that'd, that'd be, be nice. nice. But that'd be nice. Uh, let someone else who we haven't really seen win with the Stanley Cup. And if Tampa has to win, well, at least we could say we've seen a team three P. And that would be an incredible accomplishment in themselves, in itself. Pittsburgh winning would just be like, like, really? You guys weren't able to get this done against them? Really? I don't know. Anyway, let me let me not say any more stuff that'll get me in more trouble with uh with fan bases across the NHL. I've said too much. In conclusion, Julian McKenzie hates the city of Pittsburgh. Everyone. No, I don't. And he only wishes bad things on every Yinzer out there. No. Thank you so much for joining us today, Julian. I don't want urinating tree to put me in a video. No. Please, please tweet at him when Pittsburgh lifts the Stanley Cup this year. And will you come back on like maybe when we reach the Stanley Cup final and we'll revisit this podcast and see how wrong we were in every single way. Only if you're an eating tree doesn't put me in a video. If that <laughs> happens, I can't show my face. <laughs> I can't show my face. Please tweet at him how much you no. hate him for hating Pittsburgh. Thank you so much for back. joining us today, Julian. Thank you so much for having me, Jesse. This was really fun to do, man. Uh, I hope your list uh, works out. We'll see. I don't think we'll so, see. but we'll see. <laughs> That's it for the show today. Thank you again to Julian McKenzie for joining us. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here listening or watching this right now, and I appreciate you. I will be back with a new episode next Thursday, and I have finalized my list of the most difficult things to do in-game in sports. I, I think the list is really good. I'm going to do top five next Thursday. You'll hear that. I'll see you then. Take care.